Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Moreno. Thanks for starting your Friday with me as we do each and every Friday morning. We'll begin this hour by giving you an opportunity to ask questions about anything you want. Whatever you have questions about, ask And uh, whoever comes up with the best question, we will give you a prize. You'll have a choice of a shirt or a cap or some sort of piece of merchandise from WABC. If you have a question, make it a good one. Call us, 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. By the way, my apologies uh, that we had a little bit of a technical problem yesterday at this time and that uh, my commentary from the previous day ended up airing. If you want to hear what I was meant to be talking about yesterday, Yesterday, then you have to download the podcast to yesterday's show. Uh, it's not just The Other Side of Midnight. You have to subscribe to the podcast for Frank Morano interviews and more, and you could hear all these special local spotlight commentaries. So just search Frank Morano interviews and more on any podcast app. You know, I'm always so quick to bash city government whenever it's not doing something well. I want to give a a shout-out and a compliment to something that city government is doing, and that's demolishing dozens of outdoor dining sheds as the city prepares to transition to a permanent outdoor dining program. They're destroying two dozen abandoned outdoor dining structures. These structures have been at the center of a years-long debate over the longevity of the outdoor dining program. these little dining shacks look like shanty towns. I'm glad they're being destroyed. I think there's a lot of other dining shacks or the sheds, really, that not only are taking up a whole bunch of parking spaces, they're an eyesore, they're getting dirty. I would venture to guess they're contributing to the tremendous rat problem that we have in this city. So I say good for you, Mayor Adams, and your administration. Take. I bet you we have a lot more to take down. Tear down these shacks. That's what I say. I want to make very clear, though, I am an advocate of outdoor dining. I love outdoor dining both in New York and elsewhere, and I'm all for permanent outdoor dining structures. But these sheds look like something an 11th grader made in woodshop class. Your questions in just a moment, 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. Beam me up! To be continued. Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. It's no secret that I love New York and I love cheese. That's why this story hits home with me. The nation's oldest cheese shop and a fixture of what has made Little Italy in downtown Manhattan so great for so many years is now fighting to keep its doors open. The oldest cheese shop in the country and a fixture in Manhattan is two years behind on its rent, unfortunately, and it's struggling to stay open, but the owners 
are not going down without a fight. Karen King, the owner of Oliva Dairy, which is on the corner of Grand and Mulberry Street, has started a GoFundMe campaign to raise $150,000 and save the struggling business. I will be contributing. I'm going to be tweeting a link to the GoFundMe as well. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Frank Morano. That's Frank M-O-R-A-N-O. This shop first opened its doors in 1892, and it's mostly operated by the King family. The family has taken all sorts of salary cuts in an attempt to remain solvent. Like a lot of other New York City businesses, Oliva was hit hard by the pandemic. It's a cheese shop that relies on foot traffic, primarily from tourists in Little Italy. And with no tourism and no tourists visiting for a year and a half, two years, this completely dried up a lot of their business. And they've only recently started to reach pre-pandemic levels. Maybe I'll go there today. I might stop by there today. I got some uh, time to kill, I think, in the morning. I have to see what time they open. Maybe I'll drop by. But uh, today's payday. We get paid today here at the radio station. So I will certainly be making a contribution, a small contribution, a modest contribution to the GoFundMe. And uh, you can, too, if you want to. I just tweeted the link on uh, Frank Moreno, at Frank, M-O-R-A-N-O. Look. The bottom line is this. People have shopped at Oliva for generations. And if Oliva is allowed to die, a part of New York dies with it. I am determined to keep this city alive and not see this city become a giant shopping mall that consists of CVS stores, Starbucks, coffee shops, and franchise restaurants. No, we need to keep New York, New York. And that means preserving Oliva. I'll be contributing. I hope you will too. Aside from that, the cheese is just so great. So if it's allowed to close, I don't know where I'm going to get all my cheese when I'm in Little Italy. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. There are a lot of things about New York State that don't make sense. One of the many areas where New York just is out to lunch, in my opinion, is the court system. Now, you go to most states, they have one lower-level court, and they have an appellate division court. Maybe they have a super-high appellate division court. That's what it is most of the most of the time. In New York, there are about 11 different trial courts. That is absolutely insane. You got the Court of Claims. You got the Surrogates Court. You got the State Supreme Court, which in New York is the lower court. You got Family Court. You got County Court. You got District Court. And by the way, these are all just state and city courts. I haven't even talked about the federal courts yet. You have the Appellate Division of the Supreme Court. You have, of course, the New York City Criminal Court. You have the Court of Appeals. And you have the New York City Civil Court. Unlike the State Supreme Court, do you know what you have to do in order to run for civil court? Well, you don't even have to be a member of one of the political parties. You could just circulate petitions. That's it. You don't even need special permission from one of the parties. Here's what you do need. You need to have been a lawyer in New York State for at least a decade. That is a New York City municipal law. That's not a state law. That's not in the state constitution or anything like that. My question is, why? You do not have to be an attorney to be on the U.S. Supreme Court. You do not have to be an attorney to be a federal judge. You do not have to be an attorney to be a town justice in various parts of New York. So I don't think you should have to be required to be an attorney to be a civil court judge in New York. Leave it up to the voters. If the voters decide they want a non-attorney to represent them in the civil court, 
Why shouldn't we let them? We allow non-attorneys to make laws. Why shouldn't they be in a position to cast judgment about those same laws? I realize the law is the law, but I'm going to be reaching out to several friends of mine that are in the New York City Council and ask them about proposing a change to this law. And I wonder if this is constitutional. If there are any attorneys out there that would like to represent me in a constitutional test case, I am prepared as a non-attorney to run for New York City Civil Court next year if one of you will represent me in a constitutional test case challenging the validity of this New York City law. What do you think? Email me, frank.morano at wabcradio.com. Maybe we'll make history together. Frank.morano at wabcradio.com. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. One more hour to go. Don't think of changing the channel. Don't think of going to sleep. We've got a lot of great stuff to get to this hour, including a lot of discussion of scrambled eggs. But first, one thing that I had on my mind that I figured I'd share with you is something I did yesterday. Now, just so you know where I'm coming from, I'm of the belief that America needs a third major political party. Ideally, I would love to see a vibrant multi-party democracy. And that's why I've been following the efforts of Andrew Yang and the Forward Party so closely. And I was on a call yesterday with the some of the state leaders of the new Forward Party and some of the state leaders of the SAM Party, which has merged into the Forward Party. And they all seem like great people, and I'm interested to see where this goes because I'm of the belief that... Uh, we need more voices and more choices. I think we need the best Republican Party we can have, the best Democratic Party there can possibly be, and uh, as many great third-party and independent options as is practical. But one of the things that concerns me about the Forward Party is they don't really have a platform yet. They don't have much of an agenda other than broadly standing for electoral reform, which I'm for. But I think it's going to be difficult to build a party from the ground up when you don't stand for anything. So my concern that uh, this is going to be a party of the establishment of Wall Street, of special interests, of moneyed interests, of centrists, of people that like the status quo. What I'd really like to see is a populist third party, kind of like the one Ross Perot envisioned. I would love to see a party of Trump supporters and Bernie Sanders supporters advocating, yes, for electoral reform, but also for fair trade practices and no more endless foreign wars, things of that nature. So an interesting thought struck me. Now, the forward party doesn't have ballot access in New York yet, so you could still be in the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, or an independent, whatever the case may be, and still participate in the forward party. But back in 2016, Curtis Lee and I engineered a state takeover of the Reform Party, and it went really well for two years until Andrew Cuomo put us out of business. I think it would be interesting, even though the forward party doesn't have ballot access yet, if we were to do the same thing with the forward party to some extent. Not necessarily take it over, but try to make sure that it's a populist party, not an establishment mouthpiece. So I've signed up to join the Forward Party, and they give you a code to recruit other members, and I'm hoping that I can recruit a bunch of you under my code. I've just tweeted that, excuse me, I've just posted it on Facebook at facebook.com slash moranofan. That's facebook.com slash M-O-R-A-N-O fan. So if you want to sign up, I'm hoping we 
could get a bunch of populist people, whether you're on the left or the right or the center, that want to make a difference and have them kind of steer the ship of the forward party in a more populist direction. Take a look. Let me know what you think. Beam me up! To be continued.